Welcome to West Franklin Talks. My name is Dave Cruz. Across the table, well, that's my co-host, Matt Pearson. Hello, Dave. Hey, Matt. It's good to be with you today. Yeah. It is uh, Monday morning as we record this. It's a brisk Monday morning. I was about to say, it's a little uh, chilly out there, yeah. but that's okay. We're hitting it. We're hitting what passes for fall in Tennessee. Speaking of, do you know what I'm having for supper tonight? Chili. Yes. Man, I'm just guessing you there. Are you it. are you making it or are you picking no, it up? Well, my wife made a huge pot Saturday. There you go. And we're having the rest of the pot tonight. There you go. Are you a beans in your chili no, kind of guy? My wife makes beanless chili. Beanless chili. She's smart like that. Yep. And then do you naturally make it hot? I know you put hot sauce on everything. Yes, yes. Do you, is it naturally no, hot? So no, because I'm not. Birdie and I are about the only ones that like spicy stuff. Yeah. And so... Um, it's mild. Yeah. And then I add a lot of hot sauce to it. Back in the day, I used to make chili all the time mm. and had secret recipe ingredient kind of stuff over the years. I've told folks what it is, but um, a several of them. Spicy? I will make two versions of it mm. because I know some people love spice and some mm-hmm. don't. And when I was really being fun with it, I would do hot, no beans, not hot, no beans, and then same with beans but i had a collection of hot sauces and then i got married and my wife does not like anything hot okay. and so i just kicked it all <laughs> all out and said hey we'll just you have know, you know what i really like is deer chili Ooh, i can't eat it at the house because my wife will not eat bambi nor nor do you have bambi no so you have not gone shot bambi no i have not but i have people that have that okay. have brought me parts of bambi yes and uh anyway i love deer chili so. i think bambi tastes better when you when you get bambi yourself probably i've never i never have me neither yeah but just yeah. just a thought yeah all right so we got a few things we need to fill folks in on first we want to let you know that thanksgiving's coming just in case you haven't heard that so there's a couple <laughs> things schedule wise you need to be aware of the friday after thanksgiving we won't have a podcast sorry but we're gonna be out We'll be lucky if we have a Monday, a Tuesday episode I that know, week, because I'm thinking I'm taking that week off. Yeah. So uh, we'll figure maybe, that out. Maybe no podcast next week. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but we also, I had some people ask about, hey, Sunday after Thanksgiving, what's our schedule? It's going to be normal. We're not changing anything. Mm-hmm. We're going to have both services. We're going to have... First uh, Sunday of Advent. Yeah. We're going to have groups. We're going to have kids groups at 9 a.m. We'll have some child care available, hopefully at 1030 So Thanksgiving's here, but it's not changing our routine. Next thing to really let you know about is uh, the next kind of big West Franklin thing. Big deal. Dickens of a Christmas. It's a Dickens of a Christmas. We are the main stage sponsors. Boom. Like, our name is going to be everywhere. West Franklin logo everywhere. I was about to say, where are you going with this? I don't know what you're about to say. I was going to say swag. We don't have any swag. We're working on it. Oh, are we working on some swag? Yes. So we need volunteers. And uh, here's the thing: the swag is for the volunteers. Mm. So we're gonna we're actually designing a West Franklin Dickens of a Christmas T-shirt. Bum, ba-dum, bum, so bum, 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 bum. I just got an email. I think it may be the proof of the shirt. So I hope to have that approved in at the printer in the next little bit. But yeah, so we actually are providing like half of the programming on the main stage. So Brad is is working behind the scenes, getting folks scheduled and working with our choir. This is in lieu of our choir concert mm-hmm. for Christmas. Obviously, we don't have the room and the Fellowship Hall is not the best place to do a Christmas <laughs> concert. 
I don't know why we say that. It's actually, we could have a little cozy one. Could. We could. We're going to have cozy Christmas Eve services. We are. We'll talk yeah. about those another time uh, here in a few seconds. Yeah. But listen, we, we have a tent there, and we are going to engage people. We, we're working on what is our tent going to be. It may be a warming station. It may be a photo booth station. It may be whatever. Whatever we're doing, we need help. Mm-hmm. So if you're interested, if you're available, it's uh, December 11th and 12th. 11th and 12th. Uh, it's a Saturday and a Sunday. If you can give us a couple hours and come work our, our tent and interact with folks and help out and take pictures and talk with people, we need you to sign up. So you go to our website, westfranklinchurch.com. Uh, it'll be under the calendar. You can you can sign up for as a volunteer under that. Um, I also believe it's uh, westfranklinchurch.com backslash Christmas the last time I checked. Hmm. So we would love for you to be a part of that. We really need some help with this one. Dickens is going to happen, rain or shine. So there's no chance we're going to back out and be like, oh, it's it's raining. We're not doing this like Fall Fest. We have been told 100,000 unique people come through Dickens. That's what we've been told. That is a lot of opportunities to engage people with the gospel. Yep. So if you're interested, sign up. If you have questions, you can reach out to Matt, Brad, myself. Any of us would be happy to talk with you about that, which leads us to talk about Christmas Eve. That is the 24th. <laughs> Just making sure. Case in case it's Friday. It's a Friday, Friday this yeah, year, yeah. which is awesome. Um, did you know? You know this that next year Christmas is on a Sunday. I didn't know that. That is going to be awesome. Yeah, in so many different ways. One of my second or third years here, it was on a Sunday. Yeah, it's it's it always causes the challenge of well, what do we do? Do we do Christmas Eve? Do we not do Christmas? This is next year that we'll worry about that yeah. next year. This right. year Christmas Eve, the twenty fourth, because of the size of our room and just all that, we're going to do four services mm-hmm. on Christmas Eve. What times, Matt? Eleven one. Three and five. Bum, bum, bum. 11 a.m., 1 p.m., 3 p.m., and 5 p.m. Now, if things change and we continue to see our rooms be full, mm-hmm. we may adjust to, that. Yeah, we may have to add more. Yeah, so. but as of right now, we're planning on four services. We will need you to eventually, it's not, it's not up yet, but we will need you to eventually sign up for which service you're planning to come Yeah. Uh, so that we can properly spread the love. We just need to make sure that we don't have 300 people coming to a room that it can only hold 200. Yep. And so um, that would be good. So that'll come up soon. We'll talk more about that. We just wanted to give you the times. Obviously, you know the date. Uh, and we will have Christmas. Uh, not Christmas. We will have Christmas on the 25th. We'll have worship services on the 26th. Yep. And so we'll give you more details on that. All right, Matt. Speaking Ooh, of worship. That's, that's a lot of stuff. Man, I feel like I just rambled a lot. Too. Well, we did, but it was good. It was good ramble. It, it, from, uh, sure. from Chile to Christmas Eve. Man. Let's play some connect the dots. All right. So you preached yesterday on Philippians and being content. Yes. If you had to summarize Twitter version, mm-hmm. what do you hope they walked away with? The secret to being content is joyfully accepting God's presence. Okay. And looking away from yourself for the good of others. Okay. Yeah. I remember you saying both those things. Good. I'm I'm glad you said them. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. So, yeah. as always, what are the things that you're like? I want to dig in, or I didn't get to say this, or yeah. you know, what what do, what do you want to talk about here? Gosh, one I left out in the first service by mistake mm-hmm. a quote from a book, and I intentionally left it out in the second service because my sermon went right on time. Yeah, or 
some say over right on uh, Matt's time, right on Matt's time. So I just, I just left it out. And, and that is, um, as I was talking about Williamson County people at the beginning, trying to set up the, mm-hmm. the fact that we're all discontent, right. Uh, with circumstances, with stuff, relationships, there's a book. I have not read it. I've just read about it and read an interview with the author called 9.9%. Mm-hmm. And basically, I don't know if I, of course I haven't read it. So I don't know if I would agree with his argument that the, Basically, people that live in Williamson County, he's not defining it as Williamson County, but us and the 9.9% of the wealth of the world are hurting the culture. So who knows? Hadn't, hadn't read it. But he spends a lot of time talking about how upper class, again, I'm just going to say Williamson County because that's where we live and that's who we are, always want more. Mm-hmm. We have the most. Right. And yet we want more. Sure. And so I did not. I did not quote that again because I forgot the first service. But I, I want our listeners to pay attention to that reality. Sure. Because we may say we're content, but if we really peel, I mean, I got a, I got a catalog in the mail at the church today, and I'm flipping through it, thinking I just preached on this yesterday, but I want this stuff. Yeah. And and that's another thing. I'm glad. I'm I'm glad I said that because I don't want our I don't want West Franklin to think having nice things is wrong in and of itself. Having wealth isn't wrong in and of itself. Right. It's dangerous. Sure. And uh, it is it is thinking that more stuff will complete you. Thinking yes. that having a different situation will make you better. Christ does that. Right. Right. And so that's the danger. As you said all that, I just thought, you know, that's that's every socioeconomic yeah. level. Yeah. Everybody is like, I want something different right. or uh, this this situation would make me better, more complete. Mm-hmm. You know, every socioeconomic level has their challenges and their dangers. Mm-hmm. You know, just when you get up into the upper middle class, mm-hmm. the wealthy money yeah. seems to be that one yeah. of those, yeah. you right. know. There's always somebody making a little bit more. Doug Jones, who is the campus pastor at Woodbine, mm-hmm. in the campus pastor meeting last week, he was a missionary in Mexico before he came here. Sure. And he said it's the same with the poorest of the poor. Yeah, definitely. He said they, they, they want more. Yeah. Just like us. They just may want more of a different type sure. of thing. Sure. They may want to meet their needs. It's, 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 you know. it's a discontent. Yeah. And that's just human nature. It is. I mean, unfortunately, that's part of the fall. We're never right. gonna we're never gonna be naturally content. Right. Which I'm so glad you put it that way, because I believe when Paul says, "I've learned the secret to being content," it's a supernatural work that yeah. the Spirit's got to do in our hearts. Yeah. And that's a hard place to be. It is, especially when you're trying to keep up with the Joneses, not Doug Jones, but the other Joneses. <laughs> you know, just that kind of stuff. Yeah. I remember when Melissa and I first got married, we had to have that conversation just because. We weren't making a ton of money. I was a seminary student. We were a one-income family, Mm. and she was comparing herself against her friends whose husbands were making six figures. Mm -hmm. Mom was working also, so that was another Mm -hmm. upper five or six figures. And I just have to say, we are not that. Mm -hmm. We have to be this, and we have to get comfortable with that. Mm -hmm. And it was – I didn't like saying it. I wanted to be like those Mm -hmm. folks too, but – you know, sometimes we have to stop and look at our reality and go, this is where God has allowed me to be. How can I enjoy where I'm at? Yeah. And that's a challenge. So let's talk through how do we get to that point of, okay, God, you've got me here, not there. Mm-hmm. You've given me this much resource, not mm-hmm. that much resource. Mm-hmm. How do we find contentment in God's plan for us? Wow, what a great question. I touched on it some yesterday, yes, but I want did. to say I want to say this first. 
It is imperative, Dave, that we, and I'm preaching it myself because I'm, I'm one of the world's worst. Yes, you are. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, it is imperative that we see what God has put right under our noses as a gift from him. Yes. What he has given us. Like every, every marriage has probably thought at some point, I wished I had a different situation in my marriage. Mm-hmm. Every parent has probably thought, I wished I had a different situation with my children. Amen to that. <laughs> every pastor has said, I wished I had a different situation with my church. Um, every church member has said, I wished I had a different situation with my church and my pastor. Yeah. It's removing that mindset and replacing it with, this is who God has given me as a spouse. Right. This is who God has given me as a child or children. This is the church God has given me. This is the job right now God has given me. And saying this is a gift. One thing, Dave, I don't know if I should say this or not, but one thing I have noticed through this renovation thing, so many of, and I am including myself here because I fall into this trap, we don't love the people known as the church that God has given us. Mm. We love what was or what we want it to be. Yes, yes. God has given us people that are de- defined as the church that is a gift to us to enjoy. And I'm learning that a lot of church members don't love the church the people that God has given us as a church, they love their idea mm-hmm. of a church. Yeah. And that's dangerous. I fall into that trap, so I'm not pointing fingers. This this whole renovation rollout has revealed that to me in my own heart and what I'm seeing in others. I want us to love each other, the each other that God has given us as a church. Yeah. So that's one thing, is seeing it, seeing it as a gift, seeing these things, these people, these relationships, these circumstances as a gift. So let me, let me go ahead, if you have not listened to it, go back to last Friday's episode. Oh, yeah. We talked, yeah. We talked about this, and you even alluded to it in that, that, hey, I'm preaching on contentment this week. So it, it's always something, though, to look at what you have. This is a generalization. People by nature are pessimistic. Not everybody. But the majority of us, we always can see what's wrong. Mm-hmm. We can never see what is good. So even if you're looking backwards, you're looking at what's right now going, well, this is wrong. That was what was mm-hmm. right back then. Mm-hmm. Or we're looking ahead. This is what's wrong now. When in reality, it's not always all wrong. There's mm-hmm. some good things that are happening wherever you're at, be it church, home, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's retraining our mindset a little bit to say, okay, what is the good? Yeah. So maybe, I mean, we've talked about it before, gratitude journals and mm-hmm. all of that kind mm-hmm. of stuff, but we have to retrain, retrain our mind. Exactly. Exactly. If you want scripture under that, Romans 12, 1 and 2. Yeah. The second thing is, Dave, and this is what I, what I, what I found from Philippians 10 through 14, is the imperative to look away from ourselves towards how to use what God has given us, whether that's resources or our time or our wisdom or our discernment, to bless others, sure. to make others better. Yeah. Um, I read an article from The Atlantic, secular publication yesterday, where they found that there's a time and place for self-care, but if you think you're going to get better by spending more time and money and resources on yourself, you're missing the point. Right. And the Bible says that from start to finish. It's just not good for man to be alone. Right. And we're going to be at a wedding party at the end, so that from beginning to end. So there's this emphasis on, okay, if you're, if you're down and you're, discontent, the worst thing you can do is to go isolate or go buy for yourself again and again and again. The best thing you can do is say, okay, who has God put in front of me? Or what is an opportunity that I can pursue where it is giving myself away 
to help someone else thrive. Yeah. And, and within that, you even promoted groups and, you know, finding community and all of that fun stuff. I mean, it's, it's getting past ourselves. Mm-hmm. Again, that's retraining how, uh-huh. we, yeah. how we approach and how we think on things. Every, everything, Dave. Every commercial on television, every show on television, every scroll on social media is screaming the opposite. Right. It's the air in our society. Mm-hmm. I mean, I preach, I've preached three, three basic sermons saying the same thing right. um, the last three weeks, and yet I still constantly struggle. I don't even see it. It's like a fish in water. Doesn't sure. even know he's in water. Yeah. Uh, so we do have to we have to be careful and be be very stringent and dil- disciplined with it. Yeah. Well, and I guess it's, some of that goes back to what we talked about last Sunday and then last Tuesday's podcast of what are we putting in mm-hmm. and is that feeding our discontentment? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if it is, then maybe we need to consider reducing it. I'll be bold enough to say cutting it out totally. Mm-hmm. I got called by some people on that for my comment <laughs> of just go ahead and drop it. Um, you know, y'all are welcome. Well, you know, Jesus does say cut your arm off. Yeah. Uh, cut your hand off. Cut your uh, gouge your eye out. Yeah. Um, meaning, be radical with it. If that's if that's you. Hey, let's go ahead and be uh, just. We're not advocating for self harm. <laughs> okay. Let's just go ahead and go there. We're not. Please do not go cut it's, your hand off Ma- or your Matthew eye. Five. Out. It's symbolic. It's, it's symbolic. Be, it's be radical with your mind. Yeah. So if you just heard us say go go do some bodily harm, we did not say <laughs> thank that. You, thank you for that clarification. Yeah. I can just yes. hear Ken Core right now going, y'all don't. <laughs> No. Yes, but no. When Jesus when Jesus taught on that, he was expressing the radical nature of what is required to be his follower and yeah. have your mind in the right spot. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah. Thank um, you for that clarification. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to see some people coming in on Sunday one-handed or Yeah. Anyway, we won't yeah. go there. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Woo. Boy howdy. Mm. <laughs> um all right, I've just totally lost track. Where That's okay. were we going? That's okay. I want our listeners to Ask the Lord to get them to a place where they, with Paul, can say, I've learned the secret to be content. Yeah, yeah. And if you're not in a group and you're listening, please, please get in a group. Yeah. and It doesn't even have to. I, I think we've got some great groups, and you may be the next leader of the great group. Bingo. Surround yourself with other believers where you can do life on life with. We are having so many conversations about new groups right yeah, now. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm looking. When, going, how many was in a group I started just last night? Well, you sent uh, me a Sunday night, we had uh, twelve people show up for a new group that yeah, started. And there's at four Panera. more coming. Isn't yes. that what you said? Well, two of them showed after I sent okay. you the picture. So okay. potentially two more. So yeah, I was sitting there going, "We just had twelve people show up yeah. for a group yeah. on a Sunday night in the cold." And surprisingly, as I was looking at it, none of them were in a group. We we have a group. We have a a percentage of our population at West Franklin that they're in like twenty groups. Mm-hmm. So anytime we start a new group, I'm like, okay, how many of them are going to show? Mm-hmm. But hundred percent of these folks were not in a group, and I'm like, ooh, that's a win. Yeah, it is. Even if fifty percent of them stick, yeah, huge. So to your point, we're having conversations left and right yes. with folks. You just you just graduated. What eight nine people through discover us? Yep. Hopefully, some, hopefully a group is going to form out of that. Hopefully, um, uh, I had someone approach me about starting one in Polk Place. I've got wow. someone who's talking to me about starting one in Berry Farms. You know, I've got another couple who's like, they live in West Haven. They're like, maybe we want to do something there. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, if you have this thought of, I, I'm interested in a group, but I don't know what to do. Just come talk with me. Yeah, we we can point you towards resources. Reach, reaching out to Dave is not signing your life away. No. It is exploring options. Yeah. And, you know, I may look at you and go, yeah, we want to do this, or no, that's probably not the best group to start, or, hey, you need a little more time to 
to discover more about yourself and who you are in Christ. And that's just part of the process. But our strategy for reaching people, groups are the tip. And everything that we want to have happen in terms of people growing in their faith, people reaching their neighbors and going out into the world with the gospel, all of that happens because of groups. You can go do it on your own, but much like Matt was talking about earlier, at some point you're going to be like, Ugh, I'm just not satisfied because you're doing it on your own. You're not right. doing it in community. The Bible's clear. Human flourishing happens with other humans. Yeah. And so, and, and I want to give a, a thought on, as I was driving in listening to the sermon, Matt, I had that thought. That means we have to start looking around and going, who is not connected? Mm. We have to... We have to stop looking at our inner circle or at ourselves and just being yeah. okay with that and start looking around going, who who doesn't look like they have a group that mm-hmm. they're connected with? And we have to invite them in. Yesterday, Ronnie Williams grew, uh, Oikos, mm-hmm. they're around my age. They're, they're somewhere in their 40s, 50s, somewhere in their 60s. They had a 27-year-old show up. And really? they embraced her huh. and just were Love like, it. come on. And Love. she's she looks like a fish out of water. She's she's drastically younger than all of them. Mm-hmm. But I'm also sitting there going, here's a great group for you to be around because they're ahead of you in life. They will they will love you well. Mm-hmm. And Ronnie just took the initiative and saw that, hey, you're looking for something. We may yeah. not be that your first choice, but come on. Yeah. Real quick. Yeah. The other the, the other follow up that both are connected is the holiday service guide that Brentwood yes. put together. I mean, it is a masterpiece of opportunities to serve yeah uh josh lynn jay lynn at westfranklinchurch.com reach out to him that's why he's here is to connect us individually groups as a church to mission opportunities here in franklin around the world so go to the brentwood's website look for it if, if you got the bulletin yesterday you scroll down you can find it right should be easy to find sorry if you can't it find it you let you us email know. us let us know and here's the other thing though about that holiday guide the name is misleading that is something that is good year round. Okay, good it is point. not just a good December point. Advent. Right. Right. You know, it can be used all twelve months. It really is. So, hey, if you're one of my group leaders and you you happen to listen to this, go check it out. I guarantee there's something your group could be like. We can get behind that. Mm-hmm. And so, just fair warning, I'll probably start asking you all that. So, good. yeah. So, great, great reminder on the holiday service guide. So, yeah. even though it should just be the annual service guide. Yeah. So, Paul uh, said, "To live is Christ, and to die is gain." May yes. that be our may that be our motto. That is good. Let's leave it right there. And woo, we've hit the end of another episode of West Franklin Talks. We want to say thanks for joining us. Matt and I will be back on Friday to talk about something. We don't know what. Neither do you. But we'll be back. (laughs) Y'all be good. (laughs) 